welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that talks about all of your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kind that you feel like, ooh, this is the warm and fuzzy, and the kind that you also go, um, that's the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in front of my mom, um, <laughs> kind of feelings. Uh, <laughs> uh, from all your favorite streaming services that give you these kinds of things. We're talking about Hallmark, Netflix, Lifetime sometimes. The list keeps growing. It does. It really, really does. All right. So today yes. uh, we're going to be talking about um, a movie that uh, I had seen before. T- I watched it to, t- to discuss today, but I didn't remember as much as I thought I did. <laughs> yeah. um, it is called Surprised by Love. Um, and it weirdly came out January 3rd, 2015. I don't understand why this was not a summer movie, because um, it should have been. Or at least, or like a spring movie, something like that. It doesn't feel winter at all. I wonder if, um, and you probably know more of this than I do, Hannah, I wonder if, like, Winterfest wasn't a thing in 2015? I don't know. I didn't look so that far they just did up. anything they wanted to? Yeah. It, I mean, it feels a little bit like... Uh, almost like in this year when they're in the, they're like we have a movie and we have a slot and shit uh <laughs> and they're just sliding things in and it's like oh no um yeah kind it of. feels a little <laughs> bit like that you know like they did that movie that was definitely a fall movie in like june uh this year yeah i think uh, there were like even two that were definitely fall like yeah. all of a sudden there were pumpkins and we're like oh <laughs> right well anyway this is what Hallmark Movies Now, I believe, is where I got this uh, synopsis, um, it says about Surprised by Love. Josie Mayfield, a no-nonsense businesswoman working at her father's successful cookware company, thinks her boyfriend Richard is the perfect man. Handsome, successful, and driven. The problem is that Josie's parents, Joseph and Claire, do not agree. When Josie meets up with Gridley, an underachieving old high school flame who still has a crush on Josie, Richard dreams up a plan to make himself look good to Josie's parents. Gridley will be Josie's date at Joseph and Claire's upcoming anniversary party. When Joseph and Claire see Josie with a quote-unquote loser, they'll give anything to have Richard back in the picture. At least... That's the plan. Over the anniversary party weekend, the plan goes awry in every way, and Josie must decide which direction her life, romantic and otherwise, is going to take. And it stars Hilary Burton, Paul Campbell, and Malcolm Stewart. Yeah, cool. So, uh... Hilary Burton plays Josie Mayfield, a woman as different from Peyton Sawyer as anyone can get. Is that One Tree Hill? Yes, it is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still a One Tree Hill virgin, so when um, Hallmark people pop up, as they are wont to do in um, Hallmark movies, I'm still like, oh. Uh, uh, We're going to get into that later. Don't worry about it. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So, uh, Josie Mayfield 
is a powerful career woman working at the company her father founded with very little time for fun and a boyfriend who is great on paper. She's dating Richard Wright, Mr. Wright. Get it? But do you get it? It comes up a lot. Um, Richard is a headhunter determined to place his next client at Mayfield Cookware, even though Josie's father is... um wary of Richard and his intentions like he's one of those businessy guys that just is looking for the next big sell um so even with Josie trying to coach him Richard is not succeeding in winning Mr. Mayfield's approval so on one of her morning runs uh, Josie stumbles across an old friend from high school Maxwell Gridley played by Paul Campbell and he's recently back in town, having jumped from place to place and job to job uh, to house sit for like six months and sell driftwood sculptures. Because, sure, why not, right? Um, and while they only ever had one date, it seems like, which was also prom, uh, Gridley still has a crush on Josie from, you know, high school. <laughs> so, 15-year crush or something like that. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't seem like he's been like pining after her no. this whole time. But it's one of those one of those crushes that when you see them, you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> I remember you. Um, but when Josie comes back to introduce Richard to Gridley and show Richard his work, um, Richard comes up with the idea that Josie should bring Gridley as her date to her parents' upcoming weekend anniversary party. So that way, when they absolutely hate Gridley because he is not ambitious or focused or, you know, got his life together at all, um, they'll think that Richard is a dream. <laughs> and so they'll like him a lot more. Um, so while the idea makes Josie really uncomfortable, Gridley actually agrees. He's like, yeah, sure, why not? I'll do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, he does get to hang out with his friends, I guess. Yeah. So why upon not? upon arriving for the weekend, Josie's parents are immediately horrified that Gridley is Josie's plus one. Like, he is not refined. He's not dressed right. His car, like, runs on vegetable oil. Um, and... They apparently haven't forgiven him for picking Josie up for prom while wearing a green suit. I don't know why this is such a big deal, but it comes up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I say that as somebody who definitely went to prom with, like, not not as my dates, but, like, they were there, two people dressed as Dumb and Dumber. Um, I mean, I feel like most of the 90s and early aughts, there was somebody who was dressed up in the powder blue and orange yeah. tuxedos, right. male or female. Yeah. So, you know, like those people were at my prom, so I don't, a green suit seems perfectly fine to me, but whatever. Yep. Um, but Josie's sister, Mindy, is happy to see Gridley. Uh, and since Gridley knows the family, he brought gifts, which is very sweet, but they sort of backfire, um, including turning Mindy's hair green when a series of, like, klutzy domino events ends with a vase of flowers being dumped on her head while she's wearing her new green hat. And, you know, bad quality, but, you know, hats from the dollar yeah. store equal green hair. Which... That tracks for me. <laughs> so Richard's plan is working. Joseph and Claire Mayfield clearly dislike free spirit Ridley. 
He is annoying to them. But the dog, Rex, obviously feels differently. And we all know that dogs are the best judges of character, so this is very important. Um, so in the morning, when Rex will not come for Mrs. Mayfield, he does come for Gridley. But to be fair, so would I. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, this causes another klutzy domino situation and knocks Gridley into this signature cake Mrs. Mayfield has made for her big party. And even though people always try in movies, cake, cake is not blocks and you can't put it back together once it's destroyed. Like, they do always try. They're like, I'll fix it and I'll put it back on the cake. But it just doesn't work. You're right. You, that's not how cake works. <laughs> You can't do that. (laughs) Once it gets smushed, you just shove it in your mouth like a (laughs) one-year-old. So, feeling horrible, Gridley wants to make it up to Mrs. Mayfield, and he enlists Josie's help in making a new cake all out of Twinkies, uh, which is actually quite ingenious, in my opinion. Um, And they, of course, have a great time doing it, and Gridley then takes Rex and Josie's mute grandfather uh, for a walk. Um, and he learns that granddad has actually just been faking dementia for two years <laughs> in order to avoid having a conversation with his daughter, which shows you just how terrible Mrs. Mayfield actually is. <laughs> um, and later while hanging out some more, Gridley and Josie discover that Mrs. Mayfield's signature cake is actually from a bakery and she's been lying for appearances for years. Um, So, yeah, Mrs. Maysfield is kind of the problem. (laughs) It actually is sort of telling that she has this, uh, she has to keep up these appearances because Mrs. Mayfield has had this rivalry with her neighbor, Mrs. Wilson, forever. Um, This rivalry is so bad that Mindy is afraid to admit that she's had a crush on Wade Wilson, their son, for like ever. Um, So probably as long as the rivalry with the neighbor has happened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this is also the reason that Mrs. Mayfield is so fixated on everything being perfect for her party. Um, There's this reporter coming to do a story on this party. And why this is newspaper worthy is really anyone's guess. It just makes me feel like, you know, how people do their gardening and they're going to be written up in some florist journal. Yeah, florist journal. Fine. But this is like the town paper. Yeah. Well, the only reason she wants it to be written up, it's like this like... Come look at these lovely houses. And they live in a neighborhood where people would like be look at these lovely yeah, stately homes. That's true. Um, and Mrs. Wilson got in there first. So and of course Mrs. Mayfield must one up um one up Mrs. Wilson for this story. It's gotta win. It's gotta win this competition between them. Um so basically that is the entire reason behind why Mrs. Mayfield is so horrible and judgmental, is she feels like <laughs> she has to be better than this neighbor. Yes. Uh, So the evening of the party rolls around and everyone is doing last minute things, including looking for the Fabergé egg that is no longer on the coffee table. Uh, It was on the coffee table when they first arrived. It's no longer on the coffee table. We as audience members saw it fall off the coffee table, but that's it. I guess the family did not know. I have a lot to say about Fabergé eggs later. (laughs) Um, And... In trying to fix a sign, uh, Josie falls into Gridley's arms and they have a moment. Um, and that is at least until Richard arrives unexpectedly. 
And since Mr. and Mrs. Mayfield are so appalled by Gridley, they invite him to stay for the party. But when the power goes out, ostensibly due to Granddad's big mouth bass, um, which I think it was actually Richard's fancy espresso maker gift, but yeah. they don't they they do blame it on the big mouth bass. I just don't think that takes enough power. <laughs> um, Gridley is the one who saves the day by borrowing the Wilsons generator, you know, because he can go talk to the Wilsons. Uh, that's OK. <laughs> um and he's also the one that the reporter bonds with as they went to the same high school. Uh, so Gridley is like the savior of the party because yes, he makes it absolutely. fun and not stuffy. Gridley is just a light of a human. <laughs> um, so next morning, the party has made the front page of the paper due to its not being a standard society event. So take that. Uh, Mrs. Mayfield is happy. She's super happy, and she also lets go a lot of like a lot of her issues. The only damper is that her Fabergé egg is still missing. Uh, Mr. Mayfield is also happier, agreeing to talk with Richard about his client. Um, and Rick Gridley shows up in this in the kitchen, and he's packed to leave. and And he confesses to everybody in front of the whole family that um, he still has feelings for Josie, and Josie seems struck. Um, and she doesn't really know what she wants. Um, Mrs. Mayfield sees that her egg is in Gridley's bag. So how did it get there? Is he a thief? Gridley uh, can't seem to um, speak up for himself, but, you know, he's an honest man, so whatever. So he leaves kind of heartbroken. They had had this really lovely moment at the party where the family sort of came together and it was all Gridley's doing. Um, so this is especially hard for him. Yes. Uh, so the weekend has really changed the Mayfields. Uh, so Mr. and Mrs. Mayfield realize that they actually still love each other after 40 years, as long as they don't judge their relationship with material things, um, which is what they've been doing for a while, and neither of them have been happy. And Granddad admits to lying for two years and that he can actually talk, and he's not senile. <laughs> which, I, it's so hard to get over. <laughs> Um, and Josie realizes that she doesn't want to work at Mayfield Cookware. Like, she doesn't actually like it. She wants to do her own thing. Richard, seeing that uh, Josie is now essentially like a free agent, tries to headhunt her, which solidifies for Josie that he is not the guy for her. Like, if his response to her being like, I don't think I want to work at my job anymore, is like, oh, let me, like, I know where you can get a job. Like, I'm going to make sure you get essentially the same job over here. She was like, oh, he doesn't get me. Um, and the family then realizes that Rex is the true thief in their midst. Uh, he stole the Fabergé egg and put it in Gridley's bag because dog. Because dogs. <laughs> he found it on the floor and he put it in a safe space. It makes total sense to me. Good dog. He's a good boy. So Josie and her family understand that Gridley is really the guy for her. Um, so with her parents' blessing, she heads back to the city to find Gridley. And finding him with his driftwood sculptures, she admits that she doesn't want to be with Richard Wright, but she wants to be with Mr. Wrong, a.k.a. Gridley. Isn't that a nice compliment? <laughs> and as... And, <laughs> and so they kiss, and since... One, One kiss, kiss means, means forever. forever. 
we can have confidence that Josie's Mr. Wrong is actually her Mr. Right. <laughs> the end. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> oh, do I have things? All right. Do you have things? I do have some things. I think I really want to talk about Fabergé eggs. <laughs> okay, let's start with Fabergé eggs. Fabergé eggs. Okay. So the number of notes I took on this movie uh, movie about the Fabergé egg like subplot line is obscene cuz I think there is an insane premise. Cuz first of all, I I didn't look up how much a Fabergé egg would go for because I don't think you can buy them anywhere because there are only 57 of them in the world. <laughs> so I just don't believe that somebody can just like you know like they're they're definitely wealthy but I don't think they're like she went to public high school like they're not disgustingly rich enough to have a Fabergé egg. So that's number 1. Number 2, if for some ridiculous reason they did end up with a Fabergé egg, you would insure that thing up the wazoo and you would not keep it on your coffee table. Right. <laughs> like it just it it just would not be on your coffee table. It would be in a safe um or a very secure, like, bulletproof case. Yeah, I mean, it, right, room. either either you're securing it out like a museum, or, like, you're probably, if you own it personally, lending it to a museum. Because, again, there are 57 of them. Um. <laughs> so, so one thing I feel like we should clarify for our listeners, if they have not seen this movie, is, so, this is a Hallmark Hallmark, but I'm going to say it here anyway. The parents, Mr. and Mrs. Mayfield, um, were that couple where, like, their first wedding anniversary, they were really poor. They were not wealthy yet. And then, like, their next wedding anniversary is when he, like, made his money and they were starting to become, like, well-to-do people. So he, quote-unquote, got this Fabergé egg as their anniversary present to show how well they were doing. But you've come to find out that it's fake. It's not real. Because of course it's fake. (laughs) Well, of course, but, like... Um, he just want he wanted to get something like that to give the appearance of them having of, of basically kind of building her confidence that they were not going to be poor anymore that they were going to be rich people. So like what you said, I feel like it's just silly of them to have like painted that drama in their brains. Because um, if it was real, it would have been a much bigger deal. Yeah, but I, I just wanted to point out that it was fake, that it wasn't actually a Fabergé egg. It was not real. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, they clearly don't care about this thing that much because it falls off the floor when they arrive. So from the time it falls off the coffee table to the time it, they notice it's missing is somewhere between 24 and 48 hours. Oh, yeah, right. It's like a, it's yeah, a like, long time. Right. So if they really cared, yeah. <laughs> they'd be like, where the fuck is it? Immediately. Yeah, right. Like... But anyway, I think it's more of a symbol. I think they wanted to have a symbol of something that if someone were to hear it, that um, equaled grand wealth that somebody I, I understand. who would be shady AF would take. Like, it, I, I understand that completely. I just, 
to pick a thing that is known for only having such a few in the world. Like, I get that it sounds fancy, but it's sort of like, it could, why couldn't it be like a diamond necklace, which like, or something where like, it's like, yes, this is pricey, but it's not like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Or like a Ming vase. Yeah. Those are always breaking in movies. Yeah, Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I have the only like two what the fuck moments that I I have. Well, I I mean, I have a few, but ultimately, spoiler alert, I really like this movie like a lot. So the what the fuck moments are just kind of the head scratchers. But ultimately, this is really fun, good naturedness. Um, The first thing I want to talk about is sort of your optic, the opposite of a Fabergé egg. And this is his car that runs on vegetable oil i did not do the research but does this exist i've heard of them before i think it does because yeah if it's if it's so where do america sign up like i think my understanding is like nobody is like making them in like a commercialized factor but you can like alter your car to do it because the whole his whole it, the whole joke is he gets the um used oil from the Chinese food restaurant for free like he takes it off their hands. Yeah. Um and that's what his car runs on. Um and so like everyone jokes that he just smells like Chinese food all the time. But I feel like this is a really easy solution because how many fr- deep fryers across McDonald's in America need to get rid of their oil, which is like really toxic for the planet and actually it's environmental groups that take them from restaurants. So if we rent our cars on all of this like quote unquote waste, why aren't we doing this? I believe it's kind of hard. I feel like I've seen a few cars that do. Well, then do I this. need that car. But I, maybe I'm making that up. I, it's I. I want to talk about Gridley, not in a what the fuck moment kind of way, just about this character and the utter fun that this character is. Yes, because he is a sort of bonkers character, but in a great way. Yes. Um, like. First of all, I wish I could have the confidence of this white man (laughs) who is like, clearly, I have no ambition, but I'm good. Um, I'm going to make driftwood sculptures and sell them, and that's going to be cool. Also, I'm going to make multiple camels out of driftwood (laughs) sculptures. I have a note on the multiple camel, too. <laughs> like, just the balls to be like, I'm just going to go to this person's house that I, like, I, I know her, but I don't really, and, like, just be, like, my true authentic self and not try at all, ever, uh, to be somebody else is an interesting way to do things. Yeah, I, I think that's what draws me to this movie in the first yeah. place, is, is Gridley is... Just, like, the best free spirit. Yeah. He's... All he wants, he doesn't want to be tethered down, whatever. It's nope. not important to him to have a lot of money. He gets free gas from the Chinese food restaurant. <laughs> um, um, and he has, like, that's what, like, he has his truck, which is great continuity because he's got to have a place for all of his sculptures, you know, when the park closes. Awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I just, I, the joy that comes out of this man. Yeah. Is yeah. so infectious yes i agree and but then like also the fact that he just like he you know he messes up with the cake and then is just like 
I think he just has all those Twinkies in his car. He does. So, like, not only does he just happen to have, what, a hundred Twinkies? Yeah, they were on sale at the dollar store, he said. <laughs> um, but then also, he's like, I know what I can, I can make a cake out of Twinkies. I got this. And it's, it's beautiful. But also, in creating it, he uh, has a food fight in the middle with Josie. Yeah. Um, which I do really enjoy that she, like, he, like, throws something at her or something. And she goes, stop it, be an adult. <laughs> and then throws <laughs> stuff back at him. <laughs> and I was like, I love that these are, like, they are just full-on regressing to, to children. And it's great. Um, but my, the other thing I really, really love about Gridley is he... He knows about this, like, Mrs. Wilson, Mrs. Mayfield war thing. So whenever he thinks he's about to get in trouble, he just says it's Wade Wilson's fault. And he's, like, he continuously does this. And it's, it's so, like, I just don't want to deal with it. I'm just going to blame Wade Wilson and this poor kid. <laughs> just it's yeah that poor wade wilson but he ends up with mindy anyway so spoiler alert um mindy is a little bit of an interesting character and we didn't really talk too much about her in the synopsis but um i don't know if we should mention that the the, when her hair turns green from her um that the the cap that she's wearing Mm -hmm. it stays that way and that's kind of one of my what the fuck moments of she gets she gets a, a a vase full of flower water on the head for two seconds, almost immediately takes the hat off, and her hair is green, but then she can't get the green out. Well, she can. She just pretends she can't. But I, I would say that I agree with you in that it shouldn't be possible for her to keep it in. <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's the big thing, especially with the amount of like styling her hair is obviously like going through because she dresses up all fancy for the anniversary. Yeah, but but to be fair, Mindy, the original Billie Eilish. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure you saw that picture, but like during um, the Grammys or something, there was a picture of Billie Eilish with her bright green hair. Um, and Ariana Grande was talking to her and she was wearing a ball gown and somebody captioned it, you will be popular. <laughs> I didn't see that, it was but that's pretty amazing. Much perfect. I, I think I might still have it some, saved somewhere. So I'll send that's it really, really good. I like it. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to talk about in this movie, and it's not a what the fuck. So I feel mm-hmm. like all of our WTF movies are what the fun moments, because uh-huh. this is just a fun, mo- fun yeah. movie. Sure. Um, is I love the banter in yeah. this movie. Like the dialogue is pretty much on point. Like the whole opening banter between the two of them is it's instant best friend digs at each other. Um, like when they see each other, like Hillary Burton is just the most be- beautiful woman, no doubt. And she's tiny, 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 tiny. She's like yeah. 50 pounds, but in like a healthy way, whatever. Um, but the first thing Gridley says to her is like, hey, it's so good to see you. Wow, you've really let yourself go. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me laugh because I'm like, okay, now I know who these people are. 
And it reminded me, one of my absolute favorite movies is Philadelphia Story with Mm -hmm. um, Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant. And Mm -hmm. there's a scene, though, where Catherine Hepburn is sort of kind of falling in love with Jimmy Stewart and they're drunk. And the banter back and forth and playfulness and, like, love that Catherine Hepburn and Jimmy Stewart have in that movie is this couple to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just so endearing and so lovely. And the way that they just, like, dug at each other in the cutest way um, just made me feel so happy and, Mm -hmm. like, warm fuzzy. But um, I think, for me, the only other um, WTF moment I'm going to discuss in supporting shout-out. So um, I think I'm good. All right, yeah, I think I think I've pretty much got all my things out. I just like this was really just one of the movies where I actually like I understood why they liked each other. So yeah. that's always a positive in my book. <laughs> I didn't have to be and like, but why do they rare. like? It? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, so, so let's dig into some more within our segments. Mm-hmm. Hallmark Hallmarks. Okay. Uh, so the first one I have is that we have a workaholic and a free spirit as the two oh. leads. Um, I have that they were high school best friends slash old crushes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the wrong boyfriend who is there more for a business reason than a romantic one. Ooh. Um, she is, at the beginning of the movie anyway, trying to modernize the family business. Um, she wears a red dress for an important evening. Yes. Um, I have, oh, frosting fight. I I said some sort of substance fight. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and she literally falls into his arms. Yes. You know. Um, Gridley had to drop out of school to take care of a parent. Mm, Yes. Which seems a lot. Uh, there is an interrupted kiss. Yes. Oh, the current boyfriend catches, um, like, the current boyfriend sees the falling into the arm, so he catches, like, the, the cute moment um, between the fake boyfriend. Right. But, and also, to tie in with that, that's the arrival of the wrong guy at the most inor- inopportune moment. True. <laughs> I, I wrote, irrational outburst at a large function. Um, which we didn't really talk about, but um, uh, Mindy is, um, she actually dropped out of college and she's been making her money, amazingly enough, as a singer in a coffee shop. So that apparently is making ends meet good for her, whatever. Um, but uh, that dur- it's during the party that she decides to have like the blow up at her mom of like, you never understood me and I'm all this and that and Gridley saves the day. So that was the irrational outburst at the large function. I needed to. Yeah clarify yes i don't have any more oh um i have a couple so i'll just blow through them um richard does a background check on gridley when he's starting to feel um uh suspicious of him so that happens a lot (laughs) where i've done some checking on that guy that you like and this is what's happening (laughs) um a declaration of love in front of other people awkward um, but the family discovering the power of love. Um, so, you know, it's that, oh, we've been hiding behind our money this whole time, and I just really love you, and I've always loved you, and I love our family, and let's not be cold anymore. Right. 
the we just need one little piece of information and we'll do a whole 180 on our personalities. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Pretty parade? Pretty parade. Um, so I have a few. Um, my first one is uh when they arrive at at the parents' house, Hillary Burton is in I called it a riding outfit. <laughs> um she, like she's got on a blazer and like leggings and riding boots. She just looks fantastic in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Like these maroon pants and this like gray brown blazer. It, it's really it's a good look on her. <laughs> I just said Hillary Burton, period. But yeah. mostly <laughs> Hillary Burton's hair. Like her hair in this her movie hair like, is on point. She just has, like, really lovely curl bounce anyway, it seems. Um, but even her updos were just really lovely and beautiful in this movie. I just She was, like, mm-hmm. old glamour, like Grace Kelly. She's beautiful. Um, I'm, another one I had was uh, at the party, Mindy is wearing these orange heels, and I loved them. <laughs> I just thought they were, I was like, they don't match anything, and I am here for it. Well, they're bright orange and strappy and great. The funny thing, it's funny that you said that because that um, the rest of her outfit with those shoes is my anti-pretty parade. Yeah. Because she's wearing, it, like, it, I it, agree with you, though, the orange heels are awesome, but then she's wearing this um, black and whitish, like, black ombre dress that is kind of like your essential party dress silhouette where it's, you know, like, sleeveless and whatever, and it kind of flares out a little bit, but it's there's a certain cut of that dress that a woman needs to stop wearing after a certain age. And that age is like 17 because it made her look really infantile. And there's a way to mm-hmm. wear it. There's like way that you could have like cut it, but I think it was too small for her. So it just mm, cut her body maybe. in half. And so it made her look like she was trying to still be 15. Young. Yeah. Yeah. I understand exactly what you're saying. And it looked gross. My last pretty parade is the Twinkie cake when it was done. And it had like flowers and oh, it it was. I mean, first of all, there's no way that Paul Campbell, like like the Gridley character, could have ever pulled off something that pretty. I just don't believe he's an it. artist, though, and an engineer. Yeah, th- I, that that does not mean he could frost a cake that beautifully. I'm going to believe in him, but I will say I call bullshit that that many Twinkies made that much cake. Because I think they, even though he had a lot of boxes of Twinkies, I saw how they were making them, and there were not that many Twinkies (laughs) 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 for, like, a three-tier, like, cake like that. Yeah, but it was was just beautiful, this cake. I agree. So. Wedding ideas. For me. Yeah. Twinkie cake. Um, Across the Universe? I don't have anything in pertaining to movies across the universe, but across my universe, I am pretty sure that I had the same champagne flutes growing up than they had in the movie. So that made me <laughs> feel pretty good. Um, well, my across the universe was that I noticed that Paul Campbell seems to always be the person who seems to be like brought to the parties as a friend initially or like is the friend at the party the last bridesmaid he was like the guy at the party that was like her friend that would have banter with her 
and True, but he was same the with wedding every weekend, though, right? Yeah, yeah, but then but then wedding every weekend he's like that too where he they're like friends. He's the friend at the party. Yeah. He's her wedding buddy. So I just I was like that's interesting that he gets that part a lot. He's too fun to be like he's, the serious guy, you know? He he's I think he's like that in real life. Did I tell you this? I just I loved it so much. Uh, uh during the panel uh, that he was on uh, at Christmas Con, he so it was Jack Wagner was also there, and Jonathan Bennett was like, "What do you love about the Christmas movies?" Or something to Jack Wagner. Jack Wagner does this whole little speech about like how they really mean something. I don't know. I wasn't paying that much attention, and then all of a sudden, Paul Campbell goes, "Oh, I do it for the money." <laughs> <laughs> As soon as you said like what it meant to them, I'm like, did I was going to say, did Paul Gamble say the money? <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I I'm with you on like I'm feeling like I want Paul Campbell during the day and Tyler Hines at night. And that will be my perfect Hallmark man. Not to say that I can't switch them around from time to time because I think, you know, I'm not going to discriminate against Paul Campbell's abilities, but uh, <laughs> he's, oh he's, he's really I, I, becoming one of my absolute favorite Hallmark. I, I, I will watch a Hallmark movie because of him. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. For sure. He's great. Yeah. Um, new and noteworthy? Um, yeah, I have Twinkie Cake. As my new and noteworthy, and the fact that it was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, my new and noteworthy was that of the lead couple, he is, like, the klutzy one. Ah. Yeah. They usually make it the woman. Yeah. It's usually her, um, but he's the one that's a mess and keeps tripping. So. Um, that's before a we good go one. On, yeah, before we go into our next segment, I want to introduce a new segment that will only show up occasionally, but I feel like it fits here. And it's a segment that I really want to call Law and Order OTH. <laughs> Hold on. We're going to have some we're going to have some scratching for a second. <laughs> Pigeon wants to join. Um so uh, during this lovely quarantine period, I am going through all of One Tree Hill, uh, cause I never watched it. And, uh, I, you know, I, I always knew that there were a lot of people from that show on Hallmark, but I didn't realize quite how many, yeah. um, it just like there keep, people keep popping up and I'll be like, holy shit, they're in One Tree Hill too? And maybe <laughs> they just have a short arc, but like. My God, there's so many of them. Um, and as a joke, um, when you go to theater, especially like Broadway or something, um, it's sort of a game to play, like when you're going through the playbill, like how many of them were in a Law and Order. <laughs> um, so that's why I want to call it Law and Order OTH. Um, so it is my like, was anybody in, in One Tree Hill? And of course, Hillary Burton was Peyton Sawyer uh, for six seasons on One Tree Hill, which means this is, we have a, we have a winner. I love it. This. I think this goes back to a previous episode where I um, said that when 
there Billy often comes out of the bedroom while I'm watching yeah. the Hallmark movie and he'll be like, Oh, that person was on One Tree Hill. Or yeah. it's just Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I'm less excited about the segment itself than I am about the name of the segment, which I feel very proud of. <laughs> I, I like I love that backstory on the naming of the segment. It's really fun. Um but I just feel like it's important now to, to like make sure we we call out every time there's a, a homework person. Or, and it's going to be Tree all in your hands because I feel like One Tree Hill is so far on the bottom of my must watch list. That's fine. I I I've got this. Okay, done. I, maybe I'll miss some, but like there have been a, quite a few times when I where I'm because I'm doing it backwards. I'll be like that person. <laughs> I've seen a Hallmark movie with them. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> anyway. Supporting shout out. Supporting shout out. Um, well, I have one. I do too, so go ahead. So I feel like I would be smoked by the comedy gods if I did not say that Tim Conway was my supporting shout out. Tim Conway being the grandfather. Um I, I grew up really loving 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 the carol burnett show like so much and granted tim conway was always just like he was the bumbling slapstick part of that show when it comes to the men's side and so sometimes he's always a little bit too sometimes he's a little bit too dumb for my um my humorous sensibilities but in this movie, I just thought that what he was doing it was almost as if the director must have gone you know what tim just go and he would do his own little bits. And mm -hmm. one of my bits that I, I was catching on a little bit more watching it this time around that I just thought was so funny was that he's constantly stealing stuff and putting it in his pocket. Like my favorite <laughs> that he did was he was doing a puzzle um, right before he goes on his walk with Gridley where you find out that he actually talks. And He's holding a puzzle piece and he like gets up, he looks around and he puts the puzzle piece in his pocket as if no one's going to finish this puzzle without me. Okay. <laughs> it's my puzzle piece. Um, so I, I'm Tim Conway. That's the only reason why is I just think he's a comedy genius. So, well, I had the same supporting shout out. So. Oh man. <laughs> like, not oh man, I, I completely agree. Uh, though, I, I, he is a confusing character because, you know, he's pretending to have, to have dementia and not being able to talk so he doesn't have to communicate with his daughter, which, like, Issues. there's a lot wrapped up in that. Yeah. Um, but then he, he, do, he has some actions where I'm like, but do you have cognitive issues? Like, he, he's almost like, shocked by a big mouth bass <laughs> like like he's like oh my god it moves is just like like magic or um there's a part when when the power goes out he like can't get out he's like how do i get out of here and it, i kept thinking 
if you live in a place, even in the dark, you have a general idea of where the doors are. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's trying to like push on the windows and get yeah. out of the windows. And I wonder if that's one of the spots where I personally believe my fantasy director is just like, okay, Tim, just go. So he'd be like, how can I make this scene funnier? And he might not have even really wanted it to be in the movie. <laughs> Do you watch What We Do in the Shadows? I haven't watched the TV show yet. I really need to. So this is my official recommendation. Uh, yeah. Because I, I... Mark Hamill has a guest star starring spot on it. And he, too, is enamored with this big mouth bass <laughs> and um, uh, Matt Berry's character. He tricks Mark Hamill by saying, there's only one in the world and kind of thing. And Mark Hamill, yeah. like treasures it so it reminded me of that by my rewatch so i think it's a okay. thing and it might be a hallmark hallmark with the love of the big mouth bass <laughs> and that took far um, too long i'm so sorry <laughs> it's totally fine um kiss meter kiss meter i gave it a nine hmm. um so we have gushed enough about how much i like them as a couple and so I felt the kiss was like a long time coming, and I felt that in the kiss. Uh, I think it was a little tight on his part, but after watching movies like Wedding Every Weekend and Last Bridesmaid relatively recently, I think that might just be him. But I'd be willing to find out, Paul. I'm here <laughs> for it. Um, so I wasn't as nice as you. I did give it an eight. Um, I agree with everything you said in that, like it built up to the right level the passion was there but i did think it was very thin closed-lipped yeah um and my other issue is that she did just call him mr wrong yeah and i felt i felt weird about it i yeah i think the only reason i gave them a nine was just because i like them so much as a couple but i absolutely mm -hmm. agree that the whatever you say before the kiss can really color the kiss. And I oh, think yeah. that was the wrong thing to say. I agree. Yeah, before and after, you've eaten like your, your few sentences on either side can really make or break you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah. So, so Katie, Hannah. Uh, go ahead. Oh, man. <laughs> I want to hear your take first because this was my idea to do the movie. So, okay. Um, so I'm very torn about recommending this movie or not, to be honest, because I do love them. And there's a lot of this movie that I really, really like. And there are parts that I find really hard to watch mm. because I don't like people making a huge mess of things and doing bad, like not in like a crime or anything kind of way, but just like earnestly trying and failing makes me a little uncomfortable a la like a shopaholic kind of thing like I, yeah I, like that, meet the parents and stuff yeah like that's not funny to me that's not fun for me to really watch so I feel like the first third of this movie is a little bit difficult for me to get through and then it like gets out of that and then it's fun yeah I I, I totally hear what you're saying and I'm I'll go I'll go on that journey with you I love that journey for you um, I would go ahead and say that I think the first time I watched this movie, 
I might I felt more of what you're describing, but the second time I watched this movie to prep for this podcast, I I felt I think I felt the fun so much more. Okay. Um so one thing I like about this movie is at the end, the decision is hers to make to go back and find him. But yes. they seemed to be okay without each other. You know what I mean? Like, it was mm-hmm. almost as, like, Gridley seemed to be like, yeah, he was super bummed, but he's going to go on doing Gridley no matter what. But that if they decided just to be themselves for a little while before coming together, I think that mm-hmm. would have been okay and totally within character for them as well. Yeah, sure. Um, I am going to say yes. I'm recommending this movie, faux show, <laughs> um, because even with the cringy musical outburst, because we have yet to discuss that Mindy does sing in this movie yes. with Paul Campbell accompanying her on piano, um, adorbs. But it is pretty damn cringy. Like I hate it. I think I watched it behind a pillow both times I saw this movie. <laughs> And not because the actress is a bad singer. She's not. Like She's just fine. But it's just it, one it's of those. It's a circumstantial, awkward sing. Yeah. I, it was, it was yeah, just not. It's, a, it's basically a, like, oh, no, they're going to fight. Let me sing to get their attention kind of deal. <laughs> 100%. That's exactly what happens. Um, but... So, yeah, so besides that and obviously what Hannah described so beautifully as um, trying but failing brand of humor, um, I think it's a fun movie. You should watch it. It's quippy. It's witty. It does not take itself too seriously, um, which is great. Um, So so there you go. Yeah. Uh, So thanks, everybody. Thank you. Um, Make sure you are following us at One Kiss Means Forever. Uh, where the one and the four are numerical on Instagram and Twitter. Um, new Hallmark movies should be starting up short. Yeah. I believe. I think we're doing pretty well on the Twitter feeds. Even if you don't watch the movie, I think it's a funny way to <laughs> follow them. <laughs> I mean, it'll be super fun anyway to, to tweet with us. So yeah. no matter what. Yeah, or tweet along with us, freedom, whatever. And if you feel like um, you just want to send us a, a little bit of a letter um, of appreciation, you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com, and that's all spelled out um, like it is on the logo. And we'd love to hear from you. Yes. Uh, and as always, thank you to Flint Pastors for our intro-outro music, and you can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And if you want a bag, it's on Zazzle.com. So, yeah. Oh, man, we've got, we totes have bags. We totes have bags. (laughs) Um, Thank you, guys. I hope you were as surprised by love as we were. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. See you next time. Bye-bye. I, I'm not going to because there's fucking I, oh my god Hannah I think I'm having a stroke because I didn't say motorcycle I was going to say microwaves <laughs>